1: I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top of Danny Innes. He's in the box. Oh, to his left. foot. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's a fantastic goal for Danny Innes. He's done it again. Here comes Ward,
3: Thanks for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter, at Moscow Mush, and my co-host, Ray Hunt, at Hunt 84 Follow the show, At Number Podcasts, on Twitter, In That Number Podcasts, on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bother to send us an email to podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes.
4: Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number, episode 86, Home Alone. Joining us today, we have once again Tim Viscounts to help us break down both games this week as we returned to home comforts. We took on Brentford in the Carabao Cup on Wednesday, and we discussed a meltdown following that. And fresh in the memory, Spurs, just a few hours ago, we also have our Mohamed Salusu chance in the extra time period. But before all that, there's something I forgot. Ah! <laughs> Kevin, not Kevin <clears throat> McAllister. <laughs> yes. But, but Kevin Milverton, the Moscow Mesh. All right, you big twat. Ah, oh, you funny farts. Busy show this week, so I'll I'll disperse with the pleasantries. But um, Kevin, oh. mate, I mean, I I don't even know where to start today. I, I just just a total uh, embarrassment. Uh, one of the worst weeks, I think, since we've started podcasting, for sure. I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. I'll say it's one of, it's one of the worst weeks this season. <laughs> Remember,
3: we started this podcast, Mark Hughes was manager, right? I know,
4: I know, I, I know that. We've, we've been through a lot of hard times, but it's hard not to push the panic button right now. But, you know, what is going on? What is happening? Why is this team so shit right now? What is, what, what's the problem? I do <coughs> I don't. I don't know what has changed from last season to this. There, apart from Hoibier, there is nothing that has changed. I, I don't get it. What's going on? Help me.
3: Yeah, um, Ralph out, Gal out, Danny Ings <laughs> out,
4: everybody out. Let's just clear the place. <laughs> I mean, it's a whiskey day, isn't
3: it? Um. Ooh, I mean, it's a whisky evening. But yeah, I've been. Um, I've, I've been quite a bit of a bender, if I'm being honest. Um. So yeah, that game kind of fitted
4: in quite nicely into that. Yeah, I
3: was too drunk to care by the by the second half, to be honest.
4: I mean, listen, I know, I know everybody's angry. I know everybody's concerned. Um, we're going to try and ease the pain today.
3: It's here to soothe your pain by reminding you about how shit your favourite football team is.
4: Yeah. Right. Okay. Before all that, before we get into all the all the shit, we'll go through the ITN news then. Yes. Yeah. All of it.
3: This is ITN, In That Number
4: News. Okay, ITN news then. Um, I want to start by saying well done to Brighton, my new favourite team. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Absolutely stuffed Pompey on Thursday night, was it? Yeah, it was Thursday night, yeah. um, They beat Portsmouth. 4-0, another 4-0. Funny that. Mm, This time away. This time away, yeah. Another South Coast derby, you can you say that? I don't know. But yeah, they lost anyway, so yeah, that's good. Um, Southampton B side took on Chelsea on Friday night at the Snow Stadium in Totten. Um Another heavy defeat, I'm afraid. Um, so to lose 4-1 at home. Looks like the B team can't win at home either, Kev. Um, but yeah, Josh Sims grabbing our goal, if that's any consolation. But yeah, 4-1 loss, not looking good at all. Um, is there any news that you have at all? Um, I'm, I'm enjoying this beer. Okay, that, that, that's, that's good. Um, okay, well let's let's stop on the transfer roundabout then. <laughs> transfer roundabout. Um, rumors. They won't go away, will they? Um, Olympiacos apparently have made an offer. Uh, he wasn't involved in the squad today. Does that tell you anything, Kevin? I mean, these are tail signs, aren't they? I, just,
3: I really don't want to admit that he could really be going. I'd, I really would rather he stayed. Um, I mean, there's always that goal against West Brom, isn't there? But, I mean, yeah, you can't sort of milk that forever. But, I mean, you just feel that he has got potential and that
4: Ralph can... He's not be using there. it properly. We've not we utilised him at all. Does he just need uh, like a, an extended run in the team, do you think?
3: Maybe, but, I mean, you know, those kind of runs, you risk making a lot of mistakes, and these are not risks that we can really take us from. Maybe, Maybe Ralph just feels that he's tried everything that he can and that he doesn't really see much of a future from which, you know, which is sad.
4: It is sad. It is sad. I, 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 I do... I do feel like we need to keep him. I do feel think that he has a place in this team, whether it be on the bench or starting. I just maybe he feels that he's worth more than that, which okay, it's fair enough to him. If he wants to go to Olympiakos and get first team football and get paid, okay, that's fine. Then then, then do that. Oh, I will be quite sad to see him go though, to be honest. Danny Ings then is obviously attracting attention. Spurs interested. Ralph has commented and said basically it's total nonsense, and that Danny is happy here. Have you got any thoughts on this?
3: Well, I mean, he was a bit coy earlier on in the week, and that led us to uh, to think that maybe there was some uh, truth to to this speculation. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You know, he's he's a local lad. He's in the top form of his life, coming towards the end of his career as a striker, and he's fitting in really perfectly well with the team. I mean it's like you know almost built around him and Prowsey, isn't it? So yeah. I just thought it came out of nowhere and I would have ignored it as just, you know, fake news if Ralph hadn't um paid it a little bit of uh, a little bit more more attention than needed by by being being psycho about it. But I, my theory is that this is some sort of psychological terrorism, you know, a little bit of psych, psych warfare from Jose Mourinho. Um,
4: with Where he the, does like to do those, the old mind up. games, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's playing the old mind games. Do you think? I mean, would it not surprise you that anyone is out, anyone else is interested in Danny Ings, though? They can be as
3: interested as they fucking want, but he's not going anywhere.
4: Okay, as long as he's happy, and as long as Ralph's happy with him, then that is, that is all that matters.
3: I mean, you'd have to offer you know 100 million or more to for him to go. I mean, this to be is honest, Kevin, even
4: if someone offered us like 40 million quid for Danny Ings, 40. I'm just saying, if they did, what would Saints do with that money? Because right now, we can't do anything with the money that we've got. We can't attract anybody. So you, you could say that Danny Ings was priceless. Yeah. We, we don't want your money. We want we want him.
3: Yes, I mean he's scored 100% of our goals this season.
4: <laughs> that is very, very true. <laughs> um, another player that's linked with the club um, is, I say another, the only player at the moment that's linked with the club is uh, Emmanuel Dennis. Yes, from Club Bruges. Um, He's been heavily linked. I don't know if this is still involved with the Hoot saga, bullshit, nonsense and stuff, but another striker coming in, as you mentioned last week. We don't need it, do we? We really don't need it.
3: Uh, boost midfield. Um I mean, a boost midfield, right? I mean, yeah. that's it. I mean, after that, I mean, where do we need to strengthen? <laughs> that's yeah. it. Well, defence, apparently. Well, I mean, that's what Salisa's been brought in to do, isn't it? Hopefully. But, I mean, yeah, why, why not another striker? Fine, but just, you know, get the midfield somewhere. Do
4: it. Yeah. Um, is there any more news you want to add?
3: No. Not that this,
1: this is good bit.
4: OK, so we're going to go and chat about the, the shit week that we've had um, with Tim Bysantz. Okay, so joining us once more to chat through both games this week, we have our man Tim. Tim, how are you this week? Uh, things are, well, things are shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's poor, isn't it? It's is bad. I mean, bearing in mind we're recording this like, what, an hour after the Spurs game? Yeah. It's it's, it's not good.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not the best. But
4: personally, how are you this week? Because last week you were feeling a little bit worse for wear, weren't you?
0: Yeah, uh, overall, things are actually been really productive this week, work-wise, feeling good. Um, just happy to be here. Uh, lots of soccer going on. I'm very
4: much enjoying it, but n- not the results that we were hoping for. Certainly not. Um, and la- last week, actually, we were meant to introduce this um, this question of yours that you're going to ask us each and every week, but uh, we didn't get to it last week. So do you want to go for it this week?
0: Yeah, of course.
4: The question
0: is, would you rather sneeze once a minute for the rest of your life or hiccup once a minute the rest of your life? Uh, <laughs> the I guess the preface is, is that they will not cause a spasm, either one, and you won't do it while you're sleeping. So you can't just, mm. that's a, that's basically the only way, it, well, only way to stop it is if you're sneezing.
3: I, yeah, I think at, at the moment, hiccups probably going to be the best way.
4: No, no, I, I fucking hate hiccups. I really hate them. I imagine, I, I, I imagine being actually on a enjoy sneezing. train
3: and sneezing every minute. Like, you'd get thrown off. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'd be like mob rule.
4: I mean, surely if you've got like a, like a hanky.
3: And plus, like, I tend to swear whenever I sneeze, so (laughs) like,
4: people think you've got Tourette's. You get away with (laughs) it, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, the only thing I will say is I'm a baker, and if I'm sneezing all the time, it might not be, you know, very good for the bread. Yeah, better uneven loaves than uh, full of uh, mucus. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm taking the sneezing, so I quite I quite enjoy a good sneeze. (laughs)
1: I, <laughs> sure sure it will get
4: annoying after a while but hiccups i mean oh god i hate them so i'm taking the, the sneezing the
0: easy answer is hiccup when you wear a mask all day at work like myself i'm not sneezing into a mask like it's gonna it's just gets gross you have to have, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go through i've gone through probably five disposable masks um for walking from to and from work just because <laughs> of the pollen around here in north carolina it's pretty bad i'll just take uh, i'll take the hiccups um, you drink some water, you can help mitigate it, even though you're gonna, if you're going to have it and sneeze, people think you're sick, especially during COVID. It's not the best thing to have.
4: That is true. Mm, I'm still going to have a sneeze. Right, uh, Tim, injury report for us this week. Um, do you have any news on that? Well, that elusive Armstrong injury and and Redmond, because I mean, we heard after the Brentford game that he had. Well, I'm going to be honest. I heard he had ligament damage, and I thought, fuck it, that's it for the season. Being a pessimist is that I am. But, um, yeah, what, what news do you have on, on that for us?
0: So Armstrong had a true traditional bruise uh, that came from the quad. A bruise? Uh, yes, it was. It was a just a true bruise. And obviously there's different levels of bruising that can range anywhere from, you know, just a subtle ouch all the way through... Uh, ones that can be really deep into the muscle, provide discoloration and affect the ability to move. So for him, it was a true traditional bruise. There was no uh, – it's just with the muscle, and it definitely has affected him. Uh, I can see that, especially watching the most recent game here uh, against the Spurs. He wasn't on his front leg, and he wasn't driving through as much, best as he can. I couldn't figure out which leg it is, um, but I do know that it was on the outside of the leg based on the way he was running, and he did not have his quick lateral movement because of it. Um, I, I... You can, That's the you funniest
3: can, one since Bufal's toe.
4: Yeah, you can dress it up as much as you want, but I'm a hockey fan, and I have seen Jimmy Vc take a puck to the face, lose his two front teeth. He's gone off the ice for two minutes, and he's back on it again.
0: Do you, uh, do you remember the old, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago in the playoffs, the guy took a tight one to the, to the cheek, and it basically was swollen up so much, all into his eye, he, and, he fin- and he finished the game during it. But he was out for the rest of the season because he effectively his, his face swelled up to the size of a grapefruit. He couldn't see out of his eye. That's the thing is that he was able to play throughout the, um, in the initial part of the game. And oftentimes the bruise does not culminate because of the blood flow that's necessary to number one, to go and repair it. But two is then to also in the, during the healing process. So he was, he got out in the 81st minute totally fine, but you can tell that there was a big um, bruise somewhere on the outside of his leg because of the lateral um, movement. Mm. Okay. So, uh, what I don't know, we'll have to look into Redmond a little bit more. He does have ankle ligament damage, and knowing that ankle stability is extremely important for especially an outside winger, like he plays in the left attacking mid-roll, I don't expect him to be back until after the international break. Um looking at probably about a month. But hopefully he'll be able to recover and get back to it. Um, but we'll see. I'll, d- I'll dive into a little bit more next week. Okay,
4: cool. Right, okay, so games then. Let's start with that, that Carabao Cup second-round tie on Wednesday night and I guess the meltdown for the rest of the week leading up to Spurs and indeed after the Spurs game. Um, so, you know, with that slow start at Selhurst Park last week, we're all fairly confident that progression in the Cup against the championship side struggling to keep hold of their stars this season uh, you know but we're wrong actually so wrong in fact stung by the bees a demoralising and frankly embarrassing 2-0 home defeat sees us crash out of the Carabao Cup at the first hurdle that was worrying um, two quick fire goals uh, just before that no before the break wasn't it from uh, Christian Norgaard and Josh the Silva leaving us reeling and unable to respond um I mean, I guess I'll start at the, at the, at the 11 then with you guys. Uh, <laughs> McCarthy, Kai walker peters Stevens, Bednarek, Bertrand, Teller, Gentle-Prowse, Romeu, Redmond, Ings and Adams, a bench of Vestergaard, Long, Gineppo, Oberfemi, Smallbone, Vokings and Forster. Guys, a really, really strong lineup. To me, it was great. It showed that we were taking this competition seriously. You know, we had crucial minutes for crucial players. And plus, Nathan Taylor got that first start. Uh, The only thing that I was actually questioning was, why is he refusing to start Gineppo?
0: So with the Brentford lineup, he was going for it. And the idea was he wanted to establish fitness. We talked about that after the first game where in the Crystal Palace, everybody wasn't moving. Everybody wasn't aggressive enough. And they needed to develop a rhythm. So he wanted to use this midweek game with a very, very strong lineup to get themselves going. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't the best outcome of, overall, of it all, but you were right. I get why he did it. Um, the problem was, is that they definitely were not together, at least in understanding, uh, the zonal, zonal marking, uh, setup, because the basically both goals were a because of the runner being able to get through the zonal marking on both uh, the back end between the two center backs. So, what were your initial
4: thoughts with this with this lineup, Kev?
3: Yeah, I was surprised it was such a strong lineup. Um, I don't know if that's gone against us or not, but um, one of the main things is McCarthy still being in goal. When you think that Forster definitely needs some game time, you'd have thought it would be nailed on as the a cup goalkeeper, like I said last week, but, you know, I was wrong. And, yeah, with such a strong line-up, um, Nathan Teller was a surprise inclusion. But, yeah, good good to see them bringing in the youth.
4: But, yeah, Kev, I mean, that's that's a good thing, though, isn't it? You've got your your, your yeah. ten players that are nailed on in the sign line. I think it's a good good time to get that one player, give him some oh. time.
3: I mean, it just seems a little bit inconsistent. Right? If you're going to bring in, you know, these uh, second second line players, I suppose you could call them, then yeah, why not give give Forster a chance and Gineppo as well? Like like Tim. Was saying. Yeah,
4: what was the deal with Gineppo? Why why do you think he mm-hmm. was left out? Why 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 does he not? go to him because it was in the palace game as well we could have seen him i uh,
0: i expected more rotation going into it i expect i think i said in the last week was three or four people three to five people were in Mm. full rotation especially picking foster uh i see i think the end result was he wanted to get back into establishing fitness and establishing the rhythm which as you can tell the rhythm is not there on on a clear mindset so uh, it didn't work out. Players were dragging ass the entire time. Zonal marking wasn't there. Um, you know, getting broke out on the counter, just like during those in those games. Uh, we in the, in the Zaha game itself. Uh, then both game, both of these goals were ge- given up because
4: of the counter and dragging ass along the way. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time dissecting this performance because partly because I didn't, I didn't actually watch the game. I don't think you two did either my way to watch it mm. well that's it well we did we had to pay a tenner for it and I'm glad I didn't um,
3: could you explain this I saw that a lot of this on Twitter like, oh, like you know, I'm not going to get that ten, ten pounds back like, what, as if you thought you would have if, if we would won you know? yeah. um, well I mean but, yeah, what, what's money that? well spent if we would have won I guess
0: it's all about the rates right, finding the right streams if you can find the right streams you, can, uh, you don't have to pay
4: the ten pounds yeah okay. and we yes. promote that on this podcast <laughs> yeah, I'll, have to, I'll talk to Tim after the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but what I want to know from you guys is, is you know, the, the aftermath and how you felt during the game, after the game, because I mean, we saw lots of the ball again, and we had nothing to show for it. And, and Ralph, I mean, his body language that concerns me. I mean, you said before we went on air as well, um, Tim, about you know, the size of the squad is, is the issue, and. I think Mac Marchstone, when he came on our show on a season uh, preview, he said about, we're going to know early. You know, the the board has Mm -hmm. to make that move because we're playing these two games back-to-back, you know, Crystal Palace and Brentford, and if it isn't working, if the size of the squad is an issue, then at least we can address it before the the window shuts. So now we have to act because this team isn't big enough and they are not good enough. Ralph has said after the game there was a problem with fitness. Is it just a matter of fitness, or is there more severe problems at hand here?
3: There's a problem with fitness, so I'm going to start my substitutions in the 78th minute.
4: <laughs> but is this, is this just not a call to the board saying, look, this is all I've got. I have to play them.
3: Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct.
4: In Ralph's comments, you know, in, in particular, I wanted to discuss... I mean, I, Okay, I'm going to paraphrase here, but but he said some of the players uh, aren't playing to the levels that they're capable of. Um, there was limited pre-season, but hang on, didn't everybody have that same problem?
1: Yeah,
4: you know, that the fitness they don't doesn't seem to be a problem. I mean, Palace, I mean, they romped against Man United at Old Trafford yesterday. They don't seem to have a problem with the fitness. They had the same amount of time as us. And at the Brentford game, if anything, it seemed worse. There's so much more work to do now. This is just before the Spurs game.
0: There's got to be the maybe the change in the system as well. Uh, we'll talk about the high line, the suicidal high line later in this, the other game. But um I think the adjustments may be not uh, the best. And so there wasn't enough time to make those adjustments. And while making those adjustments combined with the fitness issues was not the right thing to do.
4: Well, I mean the adjustments and the style of football that Ralph expects us to play you know with that harrying pressing style you cannot afford to be a step slow it won't work the way we play and we've saw that to, we've seen that today against spurs if you want to go out and press and play that high line you're going to have to suffer the consequences for it and they've done that completely i mean i know there's unrest at the club at the moment there's there's the, the talks of a possible takeover that's on the back burner right now there was also, you know, talk about Danny Ings going to, to Tottenham. Um, that's been, you know, that's been bollocked. Yeah, or that's been that's nonsense. Apart from the fitness issues, we can't get, you know, there's more issues in hand here. There's certain players that we can't get off the books. We can't or won't make that midfield signing to replace Hoibier. Um But you know, th- th- there seems to be a really, really good time to play Saints right now. But I will stress, Kevin, because we were talking about this before, that it is very, very early. Um, And, I mean, I said on the Discord as well, if this mini meltdown, if you want to call it that, happened in the middle of the season, we'd think nothing of it.
3: Um, I'm not thinking anything of it because it's at the beginning of the season when our meltdowns usually are.
4: (laughs) But, I mean, mean, if you went out in the cup in, in the middle of the season and then you went and lost to Spurs it would just be like, okay, this is, this is typical Saints. But the fact that we started the season like this, it's that we've started the loss of Palace, it's because we should have beat Palace. You know, you look at Palace on paper, you look at Saints on paper, we should be beating them. And the fact we that we be, saw a lot... Brentford. and Brentford. And Brentford, because we saw a lot of the ball and didn't do anything with it, that was concerning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had something to say, but
3: um, you just put me in such a bleak place. that <laughs> My brain's completely frozen.
4: I'm sorry, Kevin. Tim, we need more quality, we need more depth, and I'm not... This is not a knock on Ralph.
0: Yes, that is correct.
4: Uh, we definitely need that. And uh,
0: position-wise, we're looking at oh, three, four people. Uh, that would be ideal to fit in the squad. Um, uh, you, you obviously want squad depth and those types of players, but uh, you need to get a premier center mid in right now. Uh, I'm sorry, but Romeo, uh has the ability to turn on a pivot, but outside of that pivot, he's he's slow. And that's 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 one of the biggest problem. Uh Right now, if Buffal is considered to be going, he hasn't been in any of the teams so far, uh, that's a significant problem because that puts us at Gineppo, Redmond, Armstrong, and Tella on the outside. You've got Smallbone, who I wouldn't say he had a very uh, great game against Spurs. There's just a lot of opportunity for improvement and uh the depth itself specifically center mid with the quality uh even if it's got to be on loans i think we're we're getting down to the loan options with uh, approximately a approximately week and a half two weeks left in the transfer window
4: i'll take a loan i would right now I, we just need that i mean i, I think know that's you,
0: what we have to do yeah you that's can't I know,
4: I know you can't compare us to to you know, the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea and everyone else. But, I mean, if you look at their squads and you look at what they've got on the bench, it's so, so different. You look at our bench and it's just certain beating. There's just no depth there. There's no one that's going to come off the bench and and change a match for you. And I think, I don't, I don't even know what's changed. Because last season we were looking so positive. And, I mean, I, I, I just don't know. Kev, I mean, have you got any more... Thoughts about this this Brentford game, like why, why we why we lost this game? Yeah,
3: it's it's it, 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 I don't know if I knew the answer to that. I think I'd be in St Mary's right now, like throwing electrical equipment at players. But
1: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> it, it, it it reminds me of that because um, we've been knocked out of the cup at the um, first opportunity a few times before. I mean, we we lost to. Wolves is beating um, when they were still in the championship, a few seasons back. Mm. and that 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 was that was quite embarrassing, and I think that was another crash back down to earth um, right at the beginning of the season because like we always have like high expectations and, uh, and great hopes for the season um, but yeah, i don 't know lack of fitness um, Ralph says that, but at the same time. It's, yeah, it's quite clear we do need uh, people brought in. And if, oh God, I hope we do bring somebody in at least, but if we don't, then there's going to be that rift between the manager and the, the board, and that's not a nice situation at all. Quick sidebar, I don't know if you're going in, but
0: Basuma just did a roundhouse kick ba- backwards to, to a Newcastle's guy's face. She did get sent off. Oh, he so. did? Yeah, he got, got a red for yes,
4: it. Yes, he has, yeah.
0: Oh, that's basically the equivalent of what's happening right now to our team. We're just getting a roundhouse kicked to the face and with the studs. And, yeah, Basuma, uh, just complete violent play.
4: Um, Guys, I know, I know you don't want to do this. And I know it's going to be really, really difficult, but I'm going to have to ask you for your man of the matches um, for Brentford. Um, I, I'm, who Who's going to go first again? I know this seems like – I'll go first.
3: Okay, go on, Kevin. Thank you. I didn't watch the match, but I'm going to give it to Nathan Teller. Hey! It's, <laughs> <debut>. <laughs> it's the obvious
4: answer. I'm giving it to Nathan Teller as well, Kevin. I'm glad. I'm so glad. You know, uh, I'm looking at reasons why we lost the game, and Nathan Teller is not the reason, so that's why he's man of the match. Uh,
0: likewise. I think that's why KWP's first uh, first full game, last game, he's uh, Teller's this this line this, uh, for this game.
4: That's great. Okay. Teller all round. That's brilliant. OK, so now we turn our attention to the game that happened just hours ago, um, Tottenham Hotspur. Going into the Spurs game, then, we were, wow, well, deflated, as you've just heard. Um, the confidence was low going in, uh, and the fact, the fact that we haven't won our opening home fixture of the Premier League season since Blackburn in 2004, ouch. Um, four years since Spurs' last one at St. Mary's, though, so, um, so, yeah, that's good. But we've won our last four Premier League games played on a Sunday. Would that matter? Of course it fucking wouldn't because, you know, as I mentioned before, it was the right time to play us. We lost 5-2. I can't even believe I'm saying that. We lost 5-2. Unbelievable. And Spurs, yeah, I mean, it was the right time to be playing them as well because they lost their opening game to Everton. They scraped through that Europa League game against, who was it, Kev?
3: A uh, Lokomotiv Plovdiv.
4: Yeah, with nine men.
3: Um, that was an absolute shock. Like, it took them going down to nine men for them to actually win it. Yeah. It was it was just shocking. fucking... Dragged their asses through. They were awful.
4: They were awful. And Mourinho's been cursing the Premier League for the scheduling.
3: As if fucking Mourinho needs something extra to moan about.
4: Yeah, I know. <laughs> he seemed pretty happy after this one because as I said before 5 2. 5 fucking 2. We'd lost, lost <laughs> 5 2.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, all the um, Saints fans like, ever since um, that that fateful night in October um been moaning about commentators and pundits bringing up that scoreline um, and wish that they wouldn't do it. Be careful what you wish for. I mean, because they're only going to stop talking about that when something worse happens, right? Yeah. So, so just let them talk about the 9-0. I'm, that was last season. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with it.
4: Yep, yeah. 5-2, Kev. We lost 5-2. Five Great. I just sounds,
3: sounds better than it was.
4: I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll go for the 11. Uh, McCarthy, Walker-Peters, Stevens, Bednarek, Bertrand, Romelu, Ward-Prowse, Armstrong, Adams and Ings. Two changes then. Redmond out, Gineppo in. Armstrong fit again. Comes in for Smallbone. A bench of Forster, Vestergaard, Long, Oberfemi, Smallbone, Teller, Vokings. Now, guys, this was f- – I looked at this team sheet and I thought, finally, we've got it right this season. This is it. We've nailed it. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what would, what would you want to change about that lineup? Nothing, apart from yeah. maybe maybe a fit-in form Nathan Redmond. Absolutely nothing.
3: Yeah, but I mean, it, it, we know he's injured. Gineppo, fine.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Tim, initial thoughts?
0: Uh, initial thoughts were great. That's where it needed to be. Uh, obviously, Romeo and James Ward-Prowse are the best central mids. Uh, fullbacks are good center center backs were good outside attacking midfield Armstrong was back was excited to see him back uh got, obviously was the right fill in for Redmond and Adams and Ings they've uh, that's the best 11 that we have currently uh with Redmond being out
4: Yeah so all positive then
0: Until we got to the 43rd minute of the game
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah well, I mean, I don't want to skip through the, the the first half entirely because we were the better side in that first half. It seems stupid to say, but because we lost five two, but we were the better side. Um, I, you know, aside from that, you know, that Harry Kane goal that was disallowed in, in in what three minutes. I've got in my notes here, you know, three third minute goal VAR check. How do we respond? Um, Romelu responded with a yellow card actually and hacked out uh, Hoiberg, which I applauded. <laughs> Well, yes, I actually stood out of my seat and applauded it because I know it was a stupid tackle and I know he lost possession, but well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 get in early. Um, do you think he could have been sent off for that? Nah, I don't think it was enough in it for that.
0: Yellow card was correct.
4: Yeah, I mean, th- there wasn't any intent there, was there? It's just it's just a, a customary remaining tackle. It's just what he does. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: And that's probably why. That's probably what's in his favour actually. So I thought, oh, that's right. It's just, it's just for me. So yeah, uh, and then I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just me watching this game. And I thought, like, ten minutes into this game, we couldn't settle down. They were playing quite cautiously. They were, maybe they were feeling the pressure of the, of the previous two losses. Um, until that Adams chance. From the free kick. That was a that was an awesome
0: uh it was the awesome kick. Or the basically the scrum at the in the in the box and the Larice awesome save going very to his save. right.
4: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Very, very good save, yeah. And then Ings had the ball in the net. Uh, VAR hits his elbow. Agree with this decision, guys? By the rule of the law, yeah, that's
0: mm. correct. Especially when the handball leading up to the goal. Understand it and I guess you could talk about the the penalty kick later on, but for this one for this situation, um, if you have a handball leading up to the goal, I think that's the right call.
4: But why did it take so long? Why you know, we
0: do- have we have all the TV angles, and sometimes we should just all put together a big fund to have all the refs get LASIK surgery. That would be great, <laughs> so they can see everything. Uh, it's also about angles for them too. Uh, we don't see what the an- the ref angle is. And I can see why it would no, be
4: like that. but all they need to do is just look at one angle, just one. Just look at the TV footage that we saw, and they could see yes. that that was a clear handball. That's
3: mm-hmm. something in the Premier League are just dying to bring in, isn't it? Ref cam. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually be a great idea. I think <laughs> no. it would be, because I, I
0: think it would. I, I think it would show that being a ref is harder than it seems.
4: Oh, so uh, don't get me wrong. I know it's hard, and I know they need help, but. All they needed to do was look at a different angle than what the ref was actually looking at to see that it was a handball, and they could have just made that decision there and then. I mean, I saw it first time, and I was up and up celebrating, thinking, yeah, it's a goal, 1-0, well-deserved. And then I saw the replay straight away and thought, oh, no, it's not. But they took another, like, two or three minutes to decide that it wasn't. I don't get it. I don't get that.
0: That's that's the problem with it here, is it's, it's a speed. Um, The idea of a quick play, soccer being uh, just the the fact that you don't want to have that stop and play makes a huge difference when you have two or three minutes where in American football – you know, oh, they'll just throw it to a commercial break. Not a big deal. But for for the quick play, they need to be able to make these decisions within 30 seconds. You know, whether it be offsides, a handball decision. Uh, maybe if it's a red card, you can give give them a little bit of a break, and that they want to make sure it is appropriately uh, tra- mm. charges a red card. But in this case, handballs, offsides, you need to get it done within 30 seconds. I will give you, you know, maybe within like 35 seconds, but 30 seconds. That was easy to see. Push along, get get it done with, um, and go from there.
4: Yeah, um, and then from from that moment, it looked like it was all Saints, I mean, and, and in particular, it was Musa Gineppo. And this, this is why I don't understand why he wasn't playing, because Nathan, Nathan Teller can't do that. Will Smallbone can't do that. This is the player with, with a little bit of flair. You know the move I'm talking about when he's completely at Doherty. He's had him slid on the floor, he's gone round him, he slid it across the goal, and Adams maybe could have pulled the trigger a little bit earlier, but we were creating chances. And if this is something that we failed to do in, in the two previous games,
0: I don't think Ralph trusts him on the right side. Uh, I think that's why he's been the backup. And if he was on the right side, I actually think he would start in front of Armstrong, especially with the injury. And he, he I think it should have been red. It would, if Armstrong, Redmond and Giannepo were fit. I would have put uh, Giannepo on the right side, or put uh, put Redmond on the right side. He can he's a two footed player. Mm. He can do it well enough. Uh, Giannepo does have that. Flair. He Gianepo has that flair. Give Armstrong the benefit of the doubt that he can pull up and do, pay, take thirty thirty minutes if Giannepo makes a terrible foul or Redmond does as well. Um, I just would not. Uh, you know, he's he's got the player, he's got it going forward, and the biggest thing though, what scares me, is when you're effectively playing. I've got it down as a two-two-two-two-two, where your fullbacks are so high up, <laughs> and your your center backs are literally the back two, which you know they're not in, a, in such a high line. You've got your fullbacks pushing so damn high. Gineppo doesn't necessarily have the backtrack ability to play his defense he knows how to move his feet he knows how to go forward but I just don't see them as much of a defender whereas Redmond does have that two way play Armstrong has that two way two way play as well um, but we need that creativity now we need to see that going and we need to get going quickly because we need goals and we need to show that you know we can we can convert these goals too. Adams had plenty of chances, two, three. I think he's in fantastic positioning. I think he just needs to aim just a little bit better. Um, he's getting those scrap chances that he got in the championship, which I, right now, I think he is in prime position, but he just needs to convert that. And that was, we saw that all first season. And then for whatever reason, he was able to break out in that last, uh, last part of the season after COVID hit. And from there, you know, capitalizing on those couple of chances. Even if we got one more, uh, I would have felt even a little bit more comfortable than what we were at, just because there's promise,
4: but there's not execution. Well, I mean, Adams is a confidence player, isn't he? And I, I thought he'd he'd beaten that with last season, as you mentioned, the, the goals that he scored, you know, in Project Restart. He's going to start this, this season fresh. He's going to be like, I can do this. This is, my, this is my level now. But it might just be the fact that he does need a goal to get himself going again. But Kev Gianepo was prominent in that first half. He hit the post as well. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, we, we, we are going to score. Even, you know, at, at, that, at that early stage, 20, 25 minutes or so, that we were going to get this goal. It is going to happen today. And then it did happen. Um, the Ings goal. What a finish it was, by the way. Um, and, and what a lovely pass from Kyle Walker-Peters. It was just perfect. Mm. Perfectly weighted. Um, but again, the finish, such a good finish. Um, the take, too, was great. Um, just amazing. The guy is, he's better than us, to be honest. He, he's, he deserves better.
3: Oh, don't be saying that. Hosting <coughs> Mourinho will start paying attention.
4: Um, yeah, fantastic. I mean,
3: it's like, it's like we, it was a different game. You know, maybe a different world. Um yeah, wonderful ball from Walker-Peters. Um, Danny Ng's doing what, what he does, bursts, just manages to take it over Dyer's head and plant it with his right foot. I mean, it's like it's like it's, it's a lot like the goal, the goal he scored um, last year,
0: where he hit to bounce it over the head of. Yeah. It's, was it for either Vertonghen
4: or
3: Elderwald? I forget
0: which no, one they looked. No, it was They're always Viro,
4: the I, It's amazing though how much a goal can change your confidence because after that goal, Kev, they seemed they seemed to have more time on the ball. It just looked like the passes were sharper. Musa Gineppo looked great on the ball. He looked so dangerous. Um, and I actually got written in my notes that we were totally bossing the situation, which seems really hard to believe because we lost 5-2. And then that equaliser came out of nowhere, really. Yeah, think, right in the day. Yeah. Kev, do you think if they had have, hadn't have scored that, that equaliser just before the break that we could have seen a different game now? Yeah, quite possibly, because I mean, we,
3: we, we could maybe, you know, do like we did against Man City and just try and hold out and defend. Although, clearly, that's not our strong point at the moment.
4: <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and the goal, Tim, I want to talk to you about this one, actually, because you mentioned last week that you were a keeper. Um, what does McCarthy do there? I mean, is he coming? Is he staying? What, 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 do, you, what do you think about this? It's really, really
0: hard to look at that. And just from the angles itself, uh, there, if he was one step further, he went, he would have gone and attacked it, but he took the conservative route. He felt that he had the numbers there. So there was three defenders for one situation and, and Sun was pushing the ball to an awkward angle. He was instilling the trust in his team. In fact, the, the ball was deflected as it went in, mm-hmm. knowing that. And he, and McCarthy's position was, even slightly to the right when you're looking at it from sun's angle that he was the the defender would have taken that uh, little tu- that little touch or getting the deflection if it would have gone into the goal or to the goal you know to create into an onside kick where McCarthy felt he was in the right position so uh overall i think it's actually It's it's understandable why he was that. Uh, People are saying that he should have came out. But if he came out and he got beat there, he would have looked way worse. He he took Mm -hmm. the conservative route. He took the odds in his favor. And seeing that – I think it was actually a very smart play. It's just that Sun executed it better than – and that's where the creativity and the touch and that's just just the level that Sun has. So – I wouldn't say it's more so on McCarthy, but it is more uh, is to the benefit of uh, Sun just being able to take that really tight angle, uh, and you know he trusts the defense. He the defense was there. Um, it, it was just better executed than the than the defense was poor in that case.
3: Kev, do you agree with this? Um, I don't know. I think I, I kind of um, agree with um, what you said. He's he's like in a no man's land. He doesn't come out and. And close him down. No, he does come out but, at first, and he stops and goes back. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, he doesn't commit to it. You see, I mean, Sun um, doesn't uh, shoot with his first touch. He's got a second there. So, you know, if um, McCarthy was running him down, you could you could pet him off or, or clear it close close on or or stay on your line. But he doesn't appear to do either. I think yeah. Son would have ch- Sun would have chipped him
0: uh if that case happened where he came out i don't think mccarthy would have got there i think he would have been within about
4: six feet of him and he would have gotten chipped in for the goal but then if he had have come out straight away and gone to the ball if he had even if he hadn't have made that ball before son he would have made that decision sons he would have been like oh christ i need to chip him here and he would have it would have had to been a lovely little chip from that close to get in (laughs) he could as, have worked as opposed, around, he as could opposed have worked, to what it was. I mean, he could have worked around the keeper, too. You never, he you never done know. That, but, yeah. but
0: at that point in time, though, there was enough defenders to come back um, that would have been able to get uh, onto the byline and been able to get get through it. I still think Sun would have chipped it there, and I think Sun mm-hmm. would have definitely uh, scored, whereas there was a better chance for him not to score um, by taking the conservative route, trusting the team, and... It ultimately was a deflection where yes, that was, led yeah. to the goal going in. So I would have to see, take a look at it another another yep. time, real quick, to see if there wasn't the deflection or what would it, where the where the shot angle would have been. It could I think it actually mm. went a little bit
4: to the left of actually in the goal, and the deflection put it in the goal. To be fair to you, Tim, I mean I, I didn't see the deflection when it first went in, and I was screaming at McCarthy because he sort of like came out. Um, and then he went back, and I thought he's indecisive, he doesn't know what he's doing, and that's why the goal's gone in. I've seen the replay, I've seen the deflection that you were talking about, and I thought, okay, fair enough. I mean, I- I've had a second chance. Like, it wasn't as glaring, glaringly obvious as, as McCarthy's thought as it was, but I still think he has to take the blame for that. I think if he had to come out and forced Sun's hands, Sun would have had to, do, had to have done something special to score from there, I feel. But, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Because I mean, they put the ball in the back of the net four more times. So yeah, and that and that second goal from from Spurs, that I, I felt it was totally undeserved. Because you know, as I say, we went in half time at one one, and we, we we agreed with that. We thought, okay, we we deserved to be in the lead going into that into that second half. We come out again. We had a really really quick fire start because Adams had that chance. It was um, Stuart Armstrong, I believe, that was uh, slid the ball back in, and Adams had that shot. And I thought, okay. We've settled quick. I think Ralph's looked at the situation. He's thought, okay, their right-hand side, our left, is the way to go. Gianepo seems to have been having a little bit of joy down there. Let's go for it. And then and then Son had that undeserved second goal, I thought, because, yeah, I say we playing, we were playing well, but again, that high line that we, we, we were trying to play. And at, at that point, it's okay to play like that, because we were chasing. We were uh, pressing for the win. But after that second goal went in from Spurs, they started to look more and more dangerous. And that, that high line was looking very, very...
3: Yeah, dangerous. I mean, it's incompetence on several levels, isn't it? I mean, but Bednarek manages to slip up um, yeah. on Son's way through there. Um, Stephens, um, there's just no way he's getting getting back in time to catch up with Son. Um, but I think, you know, by the time you get to the third or fourth goal, like, it was just as if Stevens, like, just you just couldn't be fucking bothered. Yeah, Stevens was poor. Stevens yeah, was, he was very poor, was not they? Completely gave up.
4: And it was just embarrassing from that point because every single time they went forward, they looked like they were going to score. It was just that high line was allowing Son to get behind. Remeu was caught out in position again. Of course, they took Romeo off because, well, was it because of the card or was it because of his play in possession? Or both. both. <laughs> or both, yeah, I don't know. But then, you know, Son grabs his hat-trick, made it look easy. And that high line, again, has paid the ultimate price. But at what point does Ralph say to his team, OK, look, look, come on, this is damned limitation. We've lost this game already. We're 3-1 down. Let's just, you know, let's just hold back and then just take, just take it. Do not go for, a, for a, a second or a third. Let's just, you know, sit back and just take, take the loss. But they didn't. And it was it was getting worse and worse, and it was just every single time that they, they touched the ball, they were going to score. I could not believe what I was seeing.
0: Let's give credit to where Spurs uh, did on some of those goals. There were some ridiculous passes that Kane Kane had. Um, mm. There were there were just things that even if, you know o- only a world class player could have made, and he did a great job with a number of them. Now that's not to say that we deserve a fault in any way. Obviously, when we're playing only two at the back and our fullbacks are so high you know he's he's seen the balls over the top but enforcing to make those balls over the top you're not going to have a player like um I don't know just pick some random winger on the worst uh, on West Brom team that's not Dejan Ghana. and you're they they're not going to make that it's not they're not going to make that pass so i i get it i see why they did that and what the problem was is you're correct they needed to they needed to hold off On Mm. the play, they needed to back up and actually put it for the defense rather than having Bertrand and Walker-Peters so high.
4: I mean, I get that we have to praise Tottenham for everything that they've done because they did very well with the goals that they scored. But isn't it our job to stop that as well? And they just couldn't see it. It's like they didn't know it was going to happen. It was just shambolic.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Son and Kane is one of those beautiful partnerships and and, um, great romances of uh, the Premier League uh, era. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really offer anything to stop that at all. Uh, Kev, the third goal. Yeah, I mean, it was at this point. I mean, I I must say, like, my uh, attention, I didn't have it fully on this match. I watched the first half um, on the Mrs.'s smartphone in the car because we were stuck in traffic. And I watched the second um, half uh, on the traditional uh, pirated stream. And I was, at this point, I was convinced that the stream was, like, you know, lagging or jumping as they do. You know, sometimes they loop. Because mm. um, Son, like, managed to score three identical goals um, <laughs> <laughs> in about, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. I was like, this, this can't be right. But, yeah, apparently there were different goals. They but, were. I mean, again, it was just, you know, different um, players, you know, ripped a new arsehole by Son. some <laughs> um, Out running them whilst they're lazing about at the halfway line. I mean, it's ridiculous.
4: Yep. But who's to blame for that? Is that Ralph? not Is he just continuing the game plan? Or, you know, we don't have that leader at the back that just says, hang on a sec, we get getting... How
3: many times does it have to happen before? I don't know. This is what's embarrassing. It's like, you know, just,
4: uh, you know, hang, hang back a little, you know? <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 don't roam a li- as much as you are. Just, like, have a little bit more conservative... Approach about it, but no, this is Saints. They're just going to keep going, trying to chase the winner when we're four-one down, as as you do. Um, but yeah, as I say, defensive breakdowns in every sense. Um, every single time they touch the ball, I was just thinking, what the fuck are we doing? I, I was just I, d- disbelief. Just I just could not believe what I'm witnessing. And then Shane Long comes on for the last ten minutes and stuff, and you know the the, the, <laughs> the fifth goal comes in. Um, do, do you know what? I, I was just thinking, I, I was glad that I wasn't there for it. I, I, I want my money back for it, because I, I, I paid for my season ticket. I'm getting my money back now for this game. Thanks for that. Just, it's just awful. Does that work any time that you don't like the result? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, uh, the penalty. Now, what? <laughs> okay, so th- th- it was a handball but it was called back after what, how much time had passed. I don't even know. It, it's not a handball, is it? It, it was well, it, it his hand. The laws of the game it is. but the law, the laws stink. Um, and do you know what, Kev today? I finally realized that the game was better off without VAR. Ooh, not a yeah. chance. No, not, a, not a I, chance. I, I was have been pro pro VAR the whole time saying that the game needs it. The rest needs to help. The ref need to help. Um, I mean, the theory works, but the practice is just absolutely terrible. They're just getting it wrong. They're just getting it so wrong. The whole handball rule as well. I mean, t- take a look at this, this incident, Kevin. They, 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 um, so it hits Matt Doherty's foot and bounces up and hits his arm. And they've played on. Tottenham have, have attacked. Saints have attacked. The ball's gone out of play. Then they've decided to look at it. Why is that? Why? why do I, I can't understand why they've done that. How long do they have to wait? until the referee just says, hang on a sec. Why can't he just blow his whistle straight away like it's a foul? Why do they have to keep it going?
0: They won't do it until the stoppage of play. Yeah, why? I think that's, that's What happens that's if somebody else
4: scores in that time? What happens then? I do not get why they do. Why, I, I, I mean, I know the rule, but why is that a rule? Why can't they just stop the play straight away? Why can't the referee just blow his whistle and say, hang on a sec, B.A.R. are looking at this handball? Why let them play on? You know, uh, United got fucked with this yesterday as well, the, the handball. Um, these d- delayed flags are fucking annoying as well. Why are they keep, Why are they doing this? They're bringing in all these rules to make it easier, and what it's doing What it's doing the opposite. The, the g- <laughs> this game completely was 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 embarrassing in more ways than one. And yeah, just I'm just done with the whole week to be honest. It's just been it's just been awful. But Danny Ings did score a penalty. So what? I don't care. <laughs>
0: Uh, Goal differential in case uh, something down the line is an issue.
4: Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case with Saints this season.
0: The handball rule is absolutely disgusting in that case. You know, the ball literally played his hand after it was deflected off of him with no input. Yes, he was in an awkward position. Unnatural position, as the
4: rule says, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was in an awkward position. I don't know if it would be. Yeah, and I can see why it's an unnatural position, but the point is, is it didn't the interference of the play and the same thing is for the United goal or uh, last yesterday, that is, um, you know, that should not be a, a typical handball. Like that should not be it one whatsoever. Um, I, I just don't think that's correct. And while that's, but that's the, that's the rule. The rule is the mm-hmm. issue Yeah. and the, the interpretation is correct Absolutely. Of, of it, but the rule is the problem. VAR is not the problem here because he is interpreting the rule and the rule is fine. Now, do I feel VAR is good? I actually do and I think it's great. Also that might be the American in me that says, you know, making sure the correct call is the right thing, but and that's where even going through the stop. You know the the stop, but the reason they didn't want to stop the play right then is they want to let the let everything continue so that if it wasn't a handball, they should have gone. Oh, 10 seconds, it wasn't. Now he went to check the monitor. Now he had interpret a bad rule, and you know, 90 seconds later he makes the call. A minute later after that, he takes the penalty kick, and so that's two and a half minutes right there against the run of play for a bad call. While VAR is doing it's what it's supposed to do, it's taking too long that's the problem if they can make decisions and maybe even make a timer is that you have a decision timer that says if you can't make a decision uh you know after 30 seconds or 45 seconds whatever it might be then the play stands yeah like what is it it in the nfl if the next play goes off you can't challenge it there's no yeah then that's for the option i mean that's for the uh that's for the coach's challenge yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and totally fine i get that and you know that I don't want to. I do not want to bring in coaches'
3: challenge. I did. I'd love to see Mourinho invoking that.
4: I do. I, I, honestly, Tim, I want to see a Coach's challenge. If you don't like a decision, you throw a flag, and then they look at it. You, you get you, you get your one and a half, whatever it is. If you, if you lose it, fine. You don't. I don't see the problem with it. I I, I think yeah. that would be that would be better. Um. Okay. So man of the match then, guys. Or wow, well, should we call it man of the half? I guess. Um. Whose turn is it? It's my turn to go first, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, I'm going to give it to Wings because of the goal. I think Giannette yep. was great too. I think any, every, every okay. bright spark we had in that first half was because of him. He created a lot. He hit the post. But I think I'm going to give it to Wings because he does what he does best. That was a fantastic goal, by the way. The first one, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you look at it that way, Man of the
4: half, I think that
3: it is an actual accolade um, because... Yeah, Ings, wonderful goal, um, brilliant across from Walker Teenage. Um, um added a little bit of the spark that we were missing. Um, I mean, in practice, was um, a decent enough performance in that first half. Yeah, ignore whatever, anything that happened second half because um, all of them were shiny, barring okay. Dan Ings, who is my man the match. Okay. Tim. Uh,
0: second day. Uh, Second week in a row, Kyle Walker-Peters, three situations, uh, one of which is obviously the assist. That was a beautiful ball over the top, yeah. rings, absolutely beautiful. So, secondly, is in the 42nd minute, you're going to see a one-on-one exchange with Walker uh, Peters and Kane, oh, where I've got he it. just rinses him, amazing, completely yeah. rinses him, get, gives him the runner, you know, like a
4: merry-go-round, just kind of works on it, yeah, yeah, and gets low. Oh man, that was beautiful. I actually wrote that down in my notes, and I thought that was fucking amazing. It was brilliant, and I was thinking at that point oh, Kyle Walker-Peters, you're a man of the match. <laughs> but then, obviously, Ings. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Third,
0: and third situation was there was another chance, obviously, that Sun was right in the right position, but Walker-Peters tracked back enough from what he's told to be in that really, really high position uh, and was able to step in front of Sun just right at that right time. So it was probably in the 65, yep. 65th minute mark you, yeah. that he – That he stepped in and just kind of made it work. So he's working hard. Obviously the greatest signing that we've had, um, you know, this season and going backwards uh, so far, so good. And we've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed him on the loan. I think he's been doing great. Uh, I think, yeah, he's definitely made the team better on that right side, better than Cedric or Valerie can. Just can't wait
1: to get on the road. (laughs) 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 Turf
4: Moor. Okay, then, uh, next week, Burnley, on the road. <sighs> Just when things can't get any worse, eh? You know, a ground that we never seem to do well at, Turf Moor. Um, your questions then, guys. The capacity of Turf Moor. What is it? Uh, let's go with uh, 28,000. Kevin? 25. It's 22. 22 and a half, know, it's actually. a small it's size. Yeah, it's a small one. So, yeah. Um, three famous Burnley fans then, Kevin and Tim, if you want to have a go. I've got three written in front of me. You've got to match them up.
0: Who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs>
4: This this is this is the fun bit of the show, Tim.
0: Playing Burnley, there's nothing fun about playing Burnley,
3: okay? <laughs> no, give me the three, yeah.
4: Okay, so I've got Jimmy Anderson, England fast bowler, and uh, I've got Alistair Campbell. Oh Christ. Yeah, and I've got Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Snoop Dogg Snoop is a Burnley Dogg fan. Is a fucking Burnley fan. Who knew it? Hey, who knew? <laughs> um, played for both Kevin and Tim. Who you can name as many as you, as you can. I've got three. J-Rod, Danny Ings, Danny um,
0: Ings, yeah. Uh, j Rodriguez.
4: J-Rod, yeah, you've got them. Uh, one more.
0: At this point, Peter Crouch, since he's played for everybody. That
4: is a good point. I haven't, got, I haven't got Peter Crouch written down. Jack Cook. Oh, Jack Cook is one, but I've not got him written down. But I'll let you have that, because I've got Danny Fox, Chris Baird, and I've got Richard Chaplow. So, well done. Mm. That was good. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the fun bit out of the way. <laughs> as fun I as we can talk about the match. As fun as we can make it, yeah. Um what can we expect here then? Because it's difficult, right? Because Burnley still haven't played their opening game yet because you know, they were due to play Man United, but because of their Europa League run they were given extra time off, etc You know, they play their first game at Leicester on Sunday night. I think they are kicking off. In about fifteen minutes. Okay. Uh so it's difficult to gauge where they are, but uh One thing we do know is it's at Turf Moor and we don't seem to beat them up there, do we? Um, The last time we won back there was October 2007 in the championship. And the seven games after that, we've only picked up two points there. So a home record there isn't the best either. The 2016 was the last victory we've had. Another one of those teams that just know how to beat us, don't they? I feel like it's going to be another one of those Palace games all over again. Um, And of course, they did the double on us last season and crushed our hopes on opening day with a 3-0 win. Um, so Tim, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: I'm really hoping that between Leicester and Millwall, they get uh, a number of elbows between the chest or the face. I think that would tell, <laughs> that'd be that'd be fantastic if they get a little beat up before we play them. Uh, especially because yeah, Leicester is definitely a great team. It's Millwall at home, so they've got home home turf there, uh, and then they're back to back to home against us. I am going to go with a zero-zero draw. It's going to be a slugfest, and I'm thinking that uh, Ralph will make the defensive changes to bring back players as needed, Uh in
4: back in, in backing formation, pushing them backwards rather than play that high line. Tim, I like it. I will take a point. My, I mean, I put my my um prediction down before um the Spurs game, and I was. On a, on a low after the Wednesday game, and I thought, well, Burnley. I say I don't know. I don't really know about Burnley. I don't know what to think of them just yet. They've not been active again. have they in the transfer window? Mm-hmm. Neither have we. The last year's game was not a three 0 We 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 didn't deserve to lose that game three 0 Um, I think things need to change. They need to change quickly. And I can see. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to see a draw. <laughs> I'd like to see a win, obviously, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to say. I'm going to say one-one. Yeah, I
3: mean, I'd like to say that there's going to be a lot of high energy, attacking, pressing, beautiful end-to-end <laughs> football, and we may even possibly see a new Premier League record for goals scored in a single match. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to go seven-six uh, to Saints, I think. Um, yeah, clearly we're not expecting a, a huge one here, like but. Um, you've, you've taken <laughs> some of the more minimal um, <laughs> favorable score lines. Um I was just going to keep going 1-1 until it happened um, but yeah I'm going to break my resolve so that probably means you're going to get the points to, uh, this week right? Um, I'm going to say 1-0 to Burnley boo
4: going for Saints loss
3: yeah where's your head at Kev uh, not in a good place clearly Uh yeah, I mean, after that kind of shocking performance, there's normally another, even worse performance, isn't there? And then we seem to get better from there because you just can't.
4: Yeah. Things are going to get worse before they get better.
3: Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. this time, still yeah. not
4: worried. <laughs> You're still not worried,
0: okay? Still not worried. Although, to be fair, when it comes to high scorings like that, it's, you know, it's the lack of preseason built in. So that's why, like, you see scores like 5-2 and, well, Schalke getting destroyed by Bayern Munich is 7-0. or 8-0. I was so hoping that they were able to push through and get to the 10-0 because then we wouldn't have been the meme team. That would have been great. But, uh, yeah, so you see the breakdowns and that's where the talent is still there, but, uh, the formations are, aren't there. So I really have hope. I, I'm really feeling good that Saints will still be good going forward. Um, we do need some signings in the transfer
4: window after the <laughs> transfer window. Let's start figuring, let's start figuring that out. Yeah. Tim, thank you again for joining us. Um, it's a little bit later in the day because of the, uh, the lunchtime kickoff. But, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining us today.
0: Not an issue. Thank you so
4: much. It's been great to be here. Amazing. We'll chat next week, uh, Tim, and we'll discuss Burnley. Ooh. Okay. All right. Yeah, Yeah. will um, speak to you next week. Right now, I'm going to hand you over to the away end where we have returning away fan Dan Barnes to prepare us for this difficult trip. <laughs> Hey Dan, thanks for joining us again. Uh, it's your third appearance on in that number, so congratulations. Um, let's start by uh, yeah, but your season preparations and, and what shape you're in is it's really difficult to gauge at the moment because you've not played yet. Uh, you've not been very active in the transfer market. Uh, no big name signings, to my knowledge, anyway. Uh, and you know, same with departures. The biggest name leaving was Jeff Hendrick. Uh, Joe Hart was released, as was Aaron Lennon. Uh, And pre season seem to go about a hitch. Are you confident for pushing for that top-half finish again?
2: Well, right now, I think a top-half finish is a big ask, considering the lack of squad depth. Uh, We're bound to get injuries at some point, and when that happens, I'm worried the form will suffer. But if we can get two or three fresh faces in before the end of the window, then there's no reason why we can't finish in the top-half again.
4: What about the game this time around? I was just mentioning on the pod how it's a ground that we always seem to struggle at. We've not picked up all three points since October 2007. And last season, we helped you kick off your campaign with an easy 3-0 win. Um, is it going to be the same this time around, do you feel?
2: I'm expecting a tough game, to be honest. Um, You guys will be keen to bounce back from the loss at Palace on the opening day. Uh, and you've got lots of quality. I mean, Burnley fans know just how dangerous Danny Ings is. Uh, but we finished strongly last season, uh, and I'm hoping we can continue that. And what sort of lineup can we expect to see from Burnley? In terms of the lineup, I think he'll go with Pope. Bardsley, Tarkovsky, Long and Taylor. Uh, that's because Ben Mee's probably not going to be fit for that game. Uh, in midfield, I think he'll go with Munson, Westwood, Brownhill and McNeil. Obviously, McNeil was fantastic again for his last season and hopefully we can keep hold of him. Uh, and up front, I think he'll go with Wood and Rodriguez. Barnes is coming back from injury yet, but I don't think he's quite got that match sharpness. And Wood and Rodriguez were very good last season, so I think they'll keep the place. Go on then, Dan, give us a score prediction and please be kind. So I'm going 2-1 to Burnley. I think it's going to be a really close game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw at all, but I think with us playing at home, even though there isn't much of a home advantage in these times, uh, I think it will hopefully give us a bit of an edge.
4: New question for all our away fans this year. Uh, (laughs) Would you rather have a Burnley tattoo on your forehead Or a Blackburn and Bolton tattoo on your ass One on each cheek
2: Well that's a tough one Um, But I think I'll have to go with the first option Because I can't bring myself to get a Blackburn tattoo anywhere
4: (laughs) Thanks very much as always Dan Good luck to Burnley for the rest of the season And please take care of J-Rod and Cork In
3: that number Hi I'm Matt LaTissier And thank you for listening to In That Number
4: Okay, welcome to the Extra Time segment. Um, I just want to thank Dan Barnes again for that interview. Now then, mush. Predictions. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, um, Brentford. So I went 2-1, you went 2-1, and Tim went 1-1. So scores are still 0-0-0. It's brilliant. Great. Great stuff. Um, Spurs game. I went 2-2. I was close at one point. Uh, you, went, you went 1-1, and you were also close at one point. Uh, Tim, however, went for a Spurs win. He went 3-1. Obviously, it was 5-2. Um, oh, I still can't believe that. 5-2. <laughs> um, so he gets two points for his Spurs predicted win. So the scores oh, yes. are 0-0-2. Zero, zero, so Tim takes the lead. Well done, Tim. Well, yeah. I
3: mean, uh, yeah. Tim's score and my score were both um, correct scores at one
4: point. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, Super 6. Uh, round 2 was won by jean Tech. But yeah, well done. Uh, And overall winner is Paul Carpenter. He holds on to his 20 points lead. Uh, Fantasy Football. Yep,
3: of all the Southampton FC podcasters who are in our Southampton FC podcast league, you and me are rock bottom. (laughs) Um, Congratulations to Matt Markstone for the Southampton delivery podcast he's got 90 points moment. Um so yeah I'm not going to talk much more about that holy fuck look at my bench <laughs> okay who's on your bench Kevin please share I've got 23 points on the bench oh, uh, Mitrovic oh dear you've got a couple um, Pereira who's got a goal and assist and um, yeah Corbin Dallas didn't lose two so long um, but there you are yeah where are we in the band Grant the band Grant it's been a long day uh yes, where yes. are we in the grand scheme of things? Quite low down right. Um I'm in eighty sixth position and <laughs> uh, yeah, you're still just killing yeah, on to me just in eighty fifth. Um Wow <laughs> Yes, big league this year. Um we've got a hundred people at the moment. So yeah, join in if you haven't already. Uh top three, uh Puky from Peter Mushika. I'm gonna call him hundred and eight points. Although, yeah, Kurt Sappel's only one point behind, 107. Kurt's had another good week. Mm. Um, really? I
1: don't know. I was 30 asking. points at
3: the moment. Aubameyang, Captain Pereira in there as well. A uh, couple of injured players. Uh, oh, Kurt,
4: was, Kurt, pull your finger out. Come on, you're winning.
3: Basuma's suspended, Ferguson injured. Yeah, do something Basuma, about that.
4: Basuma got sent off today. Mm. So that's for next week. He's already played.
3: Oh yeah, that that brutal incident Then yes, Sanesh Badjan With his number 21 Jump Street Boys They are in second With 119 points But yeah, roaring away is um, Ian's Nachos uh, By Jamie Thorpe Why did we invite him? Um, 134
4: (laughs) points uh, yeah, top of the food chain there. Um Kevin, it's that it's that time. Mm, okay. It's the Mohammed Salisi chant. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go first because I, I always like to think of myself as the warm up. So. Ooh. Oh come on. Well, it doesn't always have to be that way. Well, it is. That's uh, that's a fact. Um, so yeah, if you will allow me to. Come okay, I, I allow you.
3: But I'm very nervous that we've
4: got the same idea. Oh, I don't think we have. Okay, you ready? Go.
1: And when we hardly make a signing and when we do they start to crack Ralph gives us hope and inspiration He lands a new guy at the back and at six before and twenty one. Our backline sticks like glue. He's a wonder. He's Mosuli Sue. Mosuli Sue. And when you play, the team is brighter. You get the ball and pass to wings. Your touch alone is worth ten million. You in the team, you pull the strings. I guess we'll never know the reason why you turned down Everton. He's a wonder. He's most early soon. There
3: we go. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Thank you it's, it was like the, the king had um, <laughs> risen from the dead and John the Saints <sighs> go. you haven't heard nothing yet. <laughs> I was excited but um yeah I think that um now it doesn't seem as epic as as yours. Please allow me to introduce a man who's just stepped off the plane. Call him the Wall of Valladolid From when he plied his trade in Spain Cut his teeth on Acra streets Without boots in which to play Borrowed a pair from the goalie And the rest is history as they say Lisu hope he gets a game Ooh, yeah. but what's puzzling you is how to pronounce his name <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's literally as far as
3: i got <laughs> do
4: you not feel that there's a lot more to be said there though, right oh god yeah okay. yeah maybe maybe
3: i have to call me back in a, in a couple of weeks
4: right okay. um That's that's the nonsense for this week. Um, That's a great way to end it. it, Well, Russian phrase would be a great way to end it. Uh Aha,
3: Russian phrase. Um, What's the name of our episode? Home Aligned. Yeah, and the title of that film in Russian is Adin Doma. Adin Doma.
4: Uh, Adin Doma. Isn't Adin number one?
3: Yeah, so it's one meaning alone, like one
4: person, right? Alone. At uh, at home. Yeah. So yeah, Adin Doma. Adin Doma. Doma. Doma? Doma. Đohme.
3: Okay, yeah, but it wasn't just one goal at home, was it? Was um, it was not. It was 5-2. It um, that was. That's a goal you see often, so yeah, um, that would be in Russian.
4: Pies два дома. Pies два дома. Piet. два дома. Два. Yeah. Пять. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Пьет два дома. Yeah. Пять два Два дома. Yeah, can you, you can count from one to five. 1, Adin, Dvatri, Chetiri. Funth. Nine. So yeah, five to a home. Five to a home. Anyway, that's all we have time for this week, fortunately. Um, thanks again to Tim for joining us and the Brentford and Spurs games. And uh, another special thanks to Saints News Now for their work this week. Um, thank you once again. Thank you a million times. Amazing work. Best um, one, yeah. Yes, um, and until next week, up the saints. Up the saints.
3: I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Keep the change, you filthy animal.